0: On a catamaran, if there aren't, if there isn't a rum punch, is it really a catamaran right. in the Caribbean?
1: <laughs> well, welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of the DCL Duo podcast brought to you by My Path Unwinding Travel. And Sam, welcome back to the show.
0: Why, thanks, Brian. I am happy to be here. I'm super excited for this show um, because we have two guests who we've had on a couple of times before. We have met them in person. We sailed the 11 Night Southern Caribbean with them back in 2019. So, three years ago, right? Actually, this month, it's three years. They are also, they were admins of our Facebook sailing group for that cruise, and they co admin groups together like all the time. And that's how they met. Uh, they met co admining a Facebook sailing group years ago, and they sail together quite regularly. So it's really fun to introduce Rainey and Robin. Welcome, you guys. Hi, thank you for having us. Hi, it's good to be
1: here. I was trying to remember when we had them on first. It was about Facebook groups. My gosh, where was that in our catalog? I'm trying to remember.
0: Uh, <laughs> it's towards is, the beginning oh, of our catalog. Episode
1: lucky number 13 is the first time that <laughs> we had reading <laughs> So... They are longtime contributors to the DCL Duo podcast, and we love having them on. So let's—it's been a while. <laughs> so it has
2: been. yeah.
1: it's been—it's been a minute. So let's uh, let's have you remind folks about your backgrounds with Disney Cruise Line. So how often have you sailed? Ships you've been on? Things like that. Why don't we start with you, Robin?
2: We started sailing as a family. Um, our first one was in two thousand and seven on the Magic. It was a seven night and they didn't call it merry time at the time, but it was a Christmas-ish cruise. It was like the first week in December, I think. I have two kids and at the time they were seven and five. So they were very excited, everything Disney and the kids clubs. And, you know, we started off then, fell in love with Disney cruising. I don't know, this last two that I went on this year were my 11th and 12th. So we've gone pretty consistently except for the last two years, of course. Once a year, probably since then, I've been on all five ships now, sailed out of Port Canaveral the most, but we have done one out of Miami and one
0: out of Galveston as well. And isn't it weird to say all five ships? Doesn't it feel weird to say those words? It does. It does.
1: Yeah, you feed us to the, uh, it's no longer the Grand Slam, it's the Fab Five. I've seen lots of people calling it that now. I want to say that I think I trademarked it a long time ago. No, it's called the Fab Five. Uh, So Robin has completed her Fab Five. We hope to complete our Fab Five later this week. So um, (laughs) Rainy, what about your background with Disney cruising?
3: Um, We started back in 2008. I have three kids and they were young. And I, I think I said on the last podcast that we had gone as a kind of a once in a lifetime trip. And we went on it, and it was the craziest sensation I had. I felt like I could fly, I felt like a computer that had been shut down and was now refreshed to run better. And we got off the cruise by, and about a week later, I'm like, I don't think I'm done with Disney cruising. And my husband's like, Well, maybe you ought to start working, and then maybe we'll go on another cruise someday. Like, okay, okay. So I started substitute teaching and let me just tell you that I substitute a lot because we cruise every year (laughs) and (laughs) I've only been on three ships. We started on the magic. We were on the dream for a double dip and then we mostly sail on the fantasy and really that's because of itinerary availability. I really desperately want to get on The Wonder because I love The Princess and the Frog, but it just doesn't work for us schedule-wise. And I haven't even like, looked forward like to the schedules of The Wish because we've had a lot of transition. All three of my kids graduated from different levels of school this year, so we're still transitioning through all of that. So these, I think, this year in April, I went on my 12th, and in August, I went on my 13th cruise.
1: And how many times have you two sailed together?
3: Oh my God. I don't know. Five? At least four, I think. Four or five. Yeah. And we had one that was canceled.
2: Yeah. Well, we, we met in 2011. That was the first one. That was a dream cruise. It was on the dream quote um, <laughs> in, in the summertime because that started because my oldest was 11 that year. He was born in 2000. So it's always really easy to remember his how old he is. So he turned 11 that year. and That was the start of us having to go basically in the summertime or at Christmas break was so that was 2011 that's when we met we had a really really great cruise group that year Oh yes and that's what started us you know wanting to go on this adventure <laughs> together
0: <laughs> How old are all the kids now Rainy so let's start with you All right so I have a 25 year old
3: I have a 23 year old and I have an 18 year old so this is our first year of empty nesting starting today actually
2: <laughs> And Robin your kids Ryan is twenty two. Megan it just turned twenty on Friday. We're not empty nesters, quote unquote, because Ryan graduated from college last December and moved back home with us, you know, to transition to the next point of his life. His girlfriend had to graduate college and now she has she's getting ready to do her master. So he's he's here for I mean, he's here for a while, which is which is great.
1: Well let's Talk about the cruise that you most recently took together. It was a seven night on the fantasy and an Eastern Caribbean itinerary, one of our favorites. How did you land on this cruise to go together? Was it just timing or uh, something else draw your attention to it?
3: It was so long ago we booked it. I feel like maybe (laughs) I booked it and then I texted Robin and said, Are you guys going to cruise? Do you want to look at this cruise date (laughs) or something like that? Or maybe it was the opposite way around. I don't remember.
2: I think that's what it was, is because we were going to cruise. I guess, I don't know, it's an Eastern Caribbean that stops in Jamaica. We were going to do that. And that got canceled. So then I was looking for something else. And that's exactly what happened is that Rainy texted and said, Hey, we're looking at this one. And I was like, well, I, we were looking around in August as well. Sure. And then I saw that it stopped in Tortola, which is a place we've never been before. And then it stopped in St. Thomas, which my family and I love. And I said, Hey, that sounds great. Let's do it. <laughs>
0: Awesome. And you guys are seasoned cruisers. So you guys know sort of what itineraries you're you're looking for. What are the qualifications you're you're looking at. i'm I'm guessing it's seven nights plus, right? I like a seven night.
3: I mean, for us right now, it's all about the kids sco- uh, like uh, schedules. so, whatever fits and wherever fits it so you know it might be that the wish is the ship that fits it or it might be you know only the fantasy you know like right now we have something that's a six night book because that's literally the only thing we thought worked in a schedule which doesn't now um so for me personally it's when we can fit it in i don't really care where we go i don't really care what ship it's on
2: that's the same basically um, my oldest has a big boy job uh he can take vacation we're not so much stuck to the school schedule but megan's still in school so that's why we did August, which why it worked for us really great this time, because once we got back, there was maybe a week left before Megan had to start school. That's it's, it's all about that. And I don't really care where we go either. Seven nights is great if we're going to make the trip down to Florida or you're going to make the trip to Texas or wherever from Maryland for, for us. As a family, it makes sense to do seven nights.
0: Well, nice. Well, did you guys pair this this trip with any time at the parks or were you just going straight down to Port Canaveral for the cruise?
3: Getting down there was like kind of an ordeal for everybody. This particular cruise, because of the flight issues, my family, three of us flew and two of us drove because we were moving a kid down to Florida to go to school. And so for us, it was okay. It was a long, long drive. But I I understand a lot of people wound up driving down to Florida because of plane issues.
2: I raised my hand for that one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, really? Oh, tell us. Tell us this ordeal, Robin. So we had, we had flights planned for Friday evening. My husband came home from work. We packed the car up. It was 1.30 in the afternoon to drive to the airport, which is a good hour and a half away. Built-in time to park because we had to park at long-term parking because we were going to be gone for two weeks. Got everything packed in his car. As soon as I sat down in the car, I got a text message saying, your flight's been canceled. Not delayed, been canceled. And my flight was five hours later. I just, so we turned around, we, we barely backed out of the driveway, turned around, switched cars to my car because it's a bigger SUV and it's more comfortable and then headed south because they, they, the Southwest person said, oh, your next available flight is Sunday. And I was like, well, that doesn't work for us because the ship lives, leaves with or without us on Saturday. Turned right around and headed south and got to Cape Canaveral at three in the morning.
0: Oh, my goodness. It was a long night. <laughs> yeah, you drove through the night because you didn't have too much cushion time at that point. And you were like, I'm going to put a PSA out there for anyone who's listening. Um, you know, Robin did this right. She was not flying in the day of the cruise. She was flying in the day before the cruise. Most of the time, that's plenty of time. So if you have any like, you know, if you have a little bit of a delay in your flight or baggage is delayed a little bit, like that's usually enough cushion. These times it seems like maybe not always enough cushion.
3: we had a close call a couple of years ago, and I made a rule for my family that we only ever go in two days because it just it had been such a close call with the weather because you're when you're in Maryland, which is very unpredictable weather, you're dealing with the weather from from Maryland, the weather from Florida, the weather from wherever the hub is. And then any other accidental stuff that might happen. And it just had happened like it had been too much for me. So like I always go in two days early because I can't I can't handle it.
0: OK, so you you get you get down there, you get you have to get a hotel, like scramble to get a hotel down there.
2: Well, we had the hotel plans because we were planning on flying down that day. And I just called them and said, you know, hey, this is what happened don't give our room away. <laughs> we're going to be there, but it's going to be like really early in the morning, 3 a.m. We need we need a place to at least take a nap before we then turn right around and get on the cruise ship. And then we wound up having, it was, you know, having to also park the car, which was another thing we weren't planning. So we had to organize that. Luckily, the hotel has a, you know, like a park and, a park and cruise kind of deal that goes on with some of their rooms. So we were luckily enough, we were able to do that and they, and our car just sat in the parking lot. But then,
0: of course,
1: we had to drive home. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Which you normally don't plan on doing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Rainy, where did you stay the night before?
3: So, Craig, my husband, Craig, um, had some kind of free night from a credit card deal. He always saves these up for the cruises to make it a little bit more affordable. So, we stayed, I think, at the Hilton Buena Vista in Orlando, pro- mostly because I am parked out. I just, they're very expensive when you have a family of five people to go to the parks and I don't like waiting around and we'd done the parks for so many years. So I just wanted a place that had a really nice pool that we could hang out in all day. And so we stayed at the Hilton Buena Vista and we were in the pool for about two hours before it started pouring. So we went to Disney Springs that night. It was fine. It was fine.
1: So Robin, we know how you got to the port. Um, Rainy, I assume you did some private transportation or did you go back to MCO and catch the Disney bus out to the ship?
3: we rented a car because we had all the luggage. And so we rented a van and we took all the luggage to the hotel. And it was a really weird situation with the luggage because normally we have five people flying. And so we have all those you know checked light luggage we can have. This time, because two of us were driving, we only had three people. So we had to pack kind of in weird ways. And so there was just a ton of luggage they took to the hotel. So we had rented a minivan. And then my oldest and his girlfriend drove her car to the port and we drove the minivan. They parked in the garage and we dropped the minivan off at the budget rental car.
1: So how was the embarkation process for you out of Port Canaveral? Other than Robin obviously being extraordinarily tired from a long drive and no sleep, you know, how was the arrival and did port arrival times work out for you and getting on the ship? Was it was it smooth?
3: Yeah. Uh, I will say something that I wish Disney would change. And that is that when you have linked cabins, like we had three linked cabins, They should really put you all in the same port arrival group and time because we were all staggered. And it's just it's a silly thing if you're already linked for dining. They know you're together. But besides that, everything went very smoothly. I thought it was very efficient. I thought it was probably the most efficient it's ever been. And we were on the cruise very quickly.
0: Yeah, I agree with you on that port arrival time. It is kind of silly. The only... Exception that I can understand them doing is is if some people are sailing concierge and some people are not sailing concierge. I can understand them not letting you board to you know with concierge. But yeah, it is really kind of a pain if you've got a group of people. We had that same experience with friends of ours on the Wish, and we had an earlier port arrival time than them, even though we were all linked for dining, and so we all had to board separately and then wait for them to board, and you know before we went off to do stuff. So. I mean, you guys have like adult kids now. So, <laughs> what do you, what do you guys do as far as staterooms? Like, are the are the I'm going to call them kids because I I know they're adults, but they're still your kids. So, what do you guys do for staterooms? Do you are they do they get their own stateroom? Do you when it's you know I guess for Robin, there's four of you. Do you guys squeeze into a one cabin? What's what do you guys choose in the, in that arena?
2: We we squeeze into one one cabin my daughter Megan sleeps up on the upper bunk and Ryan gets the sofa pull out we've done that since i guess in the last couple of cruises just because he's taller and bigger than than she is that bunk is no longer when they were little they would swap nights like cuz they would fight over who wanted <laughs> to be in the bunk so we would say okay fine tonight is Ryan's the next night's Megan they would swap and then it got to the point where Ryan was just too tall and too big for it so Megan got it i mean she's borderline she's 20 years old she's probably a little too big for it too but she's it fits it fits fine she can still get up and down on the ladder and everything you know i i mean we're not in the cabin all that often i don't i can't see spending extra for another cabin just especially on disney
0: what about you rainy you've got three kids and then you also have the girlfriend traveling too so you have a slightly different situation
2: and
3: they're all adults so, and two of my, my boys are like very adult size right and so <laughs> we have done it when there's only five of us in one of the family deluxe staterooms and that has you know us on the the queen bed and my daughter on the bunk she's she's little uh, she's like a hershey's kiss like little package big flavor <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: and I love that. Then the boys would switch back and forth on the Murphy bed and the couch. When Helena comes with us, which has been the past couple of cruises, then the four of us, Craig and Tolly and Alec and I stay in one room, and then we get the connecting family stateroom for Jake and Helena next door, which is a very big room. We always get the same exact rooms. In fact, they commented like, we have been in this room many times before. <laughs> Always the same rooms, and it is like a big room for the two of them. But it also gives room, like if we need to use a second bathroom, you know, we have that available. We don't usually very often, but that's just the way it is because they've been together, I think, six years or something. Like so, it it is a different situation.
0: And do you guys have a particular particular preferences in what deck you stay on or anything? I, some people are particular about that. Some people are not.
3: I always stay on the eighth deck and I stay exactly where I do because it's just down the hall from the laundromat. And I used to really like that when I had little kids because I could just run down real quick and wash and dry. But as the kids have gotten older, Robin, I don't know if you're finding this also like the activities we do and the times we spend and the things that happen are very, very different. There are definitely things I thought we were going to do that we just don't do anymore because they're not that they're not into that anymore. So it doesn't really matter about the laundry anymore. But I always pick those rooms.
2: And I have no rhyme or reason for for picking. I mean, this time we usually get an interior room just because it's less expensive, and they're not any you know some the the split bathroom ones aren't really any smaller than a veranda room out uh, except for the addition of the veranda, which can make it feel bigger. But this time, since we had Cancelled cruises and we had a little bit of extra from three years of cruising, we decided to get a veranda this time. So I I don't really have a rhyme or reason. I like midship because I get motion sick. So I just, we usually stay midship and that's, that's about as far as the parameters go for us. Well,
1: I'm curious after you got on board, where'd you head first? Cabanas. Oh, uh,
0: we go to sit down.
3: Oh,
2: oh we a got a crack in the, the armor
1: there, here. yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, so, well, how was, uh, how was Cabana's, Robin?
0: Crowded. Like- <laughs> <laughs> you were wishing you had gone for sit down, weren't you? <laughs> we were not
2: the first ones. Well, when we got to the port, for some reason, Ryan's passport wouldn't scan at like the first Stop. So they sent us upstairs to the second stop, which the guy was like, I don't understand why it didn't stand. It's totally fine. But he had to re-scan all four because for whatever reason, it didn't stand downstairs. So we did not get on right away. We had a later, we had a 1130 or 12 o'clock. I can't remember. Port arrival time anyway. So the seats in the sun were open. <laughs> 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 but it was so hot and humid. Like, cause it had stormed and of course it's Florida in August. And so nobody wanted to sit out there. So it was pretty, it was pretty crowded, but we got a table and then our neighbors came. They had a later port arrival time cause they were coming, they were driving in and, um, we had seats sitting there with us and it was just nice to relax, you know, at least for a minute.
3: I did run up to the spa to get the day passes for the rainforest because I heard they were back and they would not let me buy them. They said the new policy was you have to come the day you want it and you could be turned down. But they said you should come any day at eight o'clock. And I said, is it like only port days or only sea days? And I go "No, no, any day. Later that came into play when they tried to tell me like, you know, not on a, on a, Port day, or not on a sea day, but I managed to to get them. But I ran up there to get passes, couldn't, and then ran back down where everybody was already seated at Animator's
1: Palette. You know that makes some sense now as to why they were only selling the week passes on day one, or the cruise length passes, I should say, because the Wish doesn't do week long cruises. But they were only selling cruise length passes on the wish. And I thought that was so strange because I'm like, how can you have availability for me to buy a pass for the entire cruise, but not sell me a day pass? So maybe that's a policy now fleet-wide. You have to go on the day of. That's, that's interesting because I used to pre-sell them. You could buy them as onboard amenities at a discount. So that's annoying because I don't want to buy a whole cruise pass. I really don't want to buy a whole cruise pass.
3: They should really let you buy them for a prescribed day. Yeah, and I'm just fine just choose that. ahead of time. Yeah. Just choose
0: ahead of time. You yeah. can't change it. Not, you know, if you, or they can even say not. it's not transferable unless there's room, right? Or something like that, which I would be fine with all of, you know, with some restrictions. But yeah, sell me one at the beginning of the cruise if I know which day I'm going to want to go. Exactly. Listen to us, Disney, if you're listening. They're not. Nobody at Disney is listening. They're not. I'm curious as to what kinds of activities, you know, now that your kids are all older and it's been some time since they last sailed, obviously, you know, what you, what you guys get up to is a little different than perhaps what you used to get up to when they were like 10, 11. What kinds of activities did you all do together as a family, as a group, that sort of a thing? Let's start with, uh, let's start with Robin since this one was your first one back.
2: Way back when we started, we said the number one rule was that we all eat dinner together. So that was the number one thing we we did as a family. I have an over 21-year-old and an under 21-year-old. So you still can't do, I mean, even though she can go everywhere we go, we had set up um, or we had signed up for the mixology for the three of us. But we went. What wound up happening is that since my son's girlfriend and her mom came, they are first time Disney cruisers. So I just I took me and my husband out and put her and her mom in. So the three of them did that together. We didn't really sign off anything. Yeah, that was and they enjoyed it. That was something different for them and they enjoyed it. And we have done, you know, my husband and I have done the mixology uh, several times before it's great, but they, but they've changed it now with the COVID protocols and everything. So it's not something, you know, they, my son hasn't done it before and obviously his girlfriend and her mom didn't do it. So I thought it was something that I thought they would enjoy and they did. And then we just, we did spa treatments and with everything else we did was like spontaneous, impromptu. You know, we went all, we all had dinner together and then we all like did trivia Together several, several times and made sure we went to the evening shows in the tube together.
0: Now, did anybody get chosen for match your mate again? <laughs> <laughs> my neighbors
2: did.
3: No, oh my God, it was it hysterical. Jeanette.
2: Rainy, they were so waiting for your in-laws to like put their hands up. It was so funny. My my neighbor Jeanette was like, I don't wanna do it. I don't wanna do it. I don't wanna do it and then her husband Rob was
0: like 33 years <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah, I remember when your in-laws did it, Rainy.
3: <laughs> we tried. We tried. They didn't want to do it this time. They said they had done it enough, so we tried.
0: Give some other cruisers a chance, I guess, to be hilarious. <laughs> what about you guys, Rainy? Did you guys what did you guys get up to stuff as a family?
3: You know, we have the same rules, Robin. We had, you had to be together for the show and dinner. And so that, that stays no matter what. You know, in the past, we used to love pin trading. I had so many pins with me to trade the screws. We did not trade a single pin. The only pin we came back with was one that Jake found on the bottom of his shoe. That was great. We used to order room service every night. It was like the biggest thrill to order and give the, the server the tips and everything like that. And I would order, but there was nobody in the room with me because, you know, the kids are 18. 23, 25 and 25. And so they stayed out all night. And so that, that was a little bit weird. Um, My daughter aged out of the vibe and she was, she was a little nervous because she had really enjoyed the vibe, but she loved the 1820 club. She said there was always something to do and somebody to hang out with. And very frequently we'd be out and she'd, a bunch of people that she knew would come over and she'd leave. And that was a weird thing for us. But typically like our family hangs out every day in the adult pool. This was the first time that my entire family could do that. It was neat for my daughter. And um, she came to all the club stuff, sometimes with us and sometimes with her friends. And um, it was a really good thing. I did sign the older three kids up for a couple different drink tastings. And actually, they changed the price on those. when we signed them up, they were like 25 and 23 a piece. And like the next week they were $47 a piece. And so uh, I don't know that I'll be signing them up for that again in the future because it's just, it's so expensive, but they had a blast doing the mixology and I think they did mojito tasting. I don't drink enough in a year to justify that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) One technical question. Do you remember how much the day pass was? I had this, somebody asked me this question online, how much the day pass was for the rainforest spot. And, And I know on the Wish it's more expensive. I think it's like, I want to say it's like $69 a day or something on the Wish. It's it's It is a a bigger space because it has an outdoor space. And obviously you don't have that outdoor space on the other ships, but I know it's a different price, but I'm curious, do you remember how much that the day passes were?
3: I'm going to tell you exactly because I learned the hard way that you have to download your account before you get off the ship or else it disappears. Yeah, we made that mistake. So I have, I'm looking at it right now. I just have to find it. I think, I think I budgeted $36 a person and it was a little bit less than that. I think it was like maybe 32 or something per person. It's actually, I can't even find it on here.
0: Okay. Well, that's, I mean, that ballpark is helpful to know because it used to be, what was it? It was like $16 a person per day or something. And I'm not surprised that they increased the price. It's been a couple of years. But I knew that $69 a price a person per day was not correct for the other ships.
1: I don't mind if they've increased the price if they're following the same strategy on the ship that they are the parks, which is we'll increase the price and limit the attendance, right? So (laughs) like what I don't want to see is I walk into the rainforest room, I've paid for it. And it's the same disaster that it was pre COVID, at least for me at times, which was, you know, dirty towels on the floor, things that hadn't been cleaned every, you know, lounger taken like that. That's not like, I don't want to pay twice the price just to have that. So if they're limiting it, I think I think I'm I'm, I'm on board. Uh, for our listeners out there, I did want to flag something that Rainey said, which was when she mentioned having to download your account or else it it went away. If you want to get a list of your onboard charges, you need to save those before you get off the ship because. Disney Cruise Line doesn't email you a folio in the same way that they do when you stay at one of their hotels. So your charges are in the app on the onboard app. If you wanted to save those in some way, you need to do that before you leave the ship. Because once you're off the ship, you can't connect to ship's Wi-Fi again. So
3: Can I add something to that? So it used to be, we used to buy our placeholders, which are the, you know, discounted cruises for the future. With Disney gift cards, which during COVID, when they came back from COVID, you weren't able to do that anymore. They kind of got rid of that desk and you have to do it through the app. The problem is that had happened with people on my first cruise is they had purchased the placeholders, but because if you don't have internet access, you can't get your email to get the confirmation. A lot of them got off the ship in April and never got a confirmation and there was no record of the placeholder. I had my husband at home, so he was able to check the email and text me. This particular time, we also, we booked placeholders and we didn't have a way to get any confirmation and nothing was showing up. And so we wound up having to book additional placeholders through like customer service, through guest services. And have them, you know, write down to us in chat that it was confirmed just so that we had something if there was a problem afterward.
0: And the other thing people I would recommend is to take a screenshot. If you whether it's through chat or it's doing it through the online, through the app, either way you do it, take a screenshot, your confirmation that it went through because you won't have like you said, you might not have the email or the email might never come because That's really your only proof to Disney. And I've heard that if you have those things, they will honor your placeholder, even if you're off. But if you have no proof or no way of showing them that you actually booked a placeholder and it just, you know, for whatever reason glitched out, that they won't honor. And so,
1: yeah. Uh, So any other big highlight activities uh, for either of you on board the ship? We always like the shows.
0: Um, Yeah. Tell us, were they any different? Were they better, worse um, than the last time? Because you guys obviously have sailed on the fantasy before. We don't have new, I don't think any new shows, right? Yes, yeah, a new show. Oh, what was it? They the new- had Frozen. Oh, that was new for you guys. Okay, I didn't like that.
3: <laughs> it was new. I thought it was really well done. I really liked it. It was a little interesting in the beginning. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but the in- the beginning was a little bit interesting, but I thought I thought the the actors were really powerful. I thought the story was done well. I thought the special effects really t- kept us talking about it afterward. They also had Aladdin. They have like a redone Aladdin. And I'm kind of a fan of the old one, but, you know, show is a show. And then they had our favorite, which is Believe. And if you have any kids that are, you know, high school age or they're getting to that young adulthood age, that that show will guarantee tears. <laughs> so we, we really like that one.
0: So the Frozen has been on the fantasy and also it's on the wonder. But it's a, the cast is bigger on the fantasy because it's, you know, obviously it's a bigger ship and bigger stage and things like that. So I like the fantasy version better just because it has a bigger cast. There's more trolls. That's really the only (laughs) difference in the troll scene. You have more, you have, you need like more trolls and it's, it's yeah, but it's a great show. I agree. And I actually love the beginning. I think it's really smart. So we've talked about it on the podcast before. So if you want spoilers, there are plenty of other episodes where I talk about what frozen is like, because it's definitely one of the, one of the
1: best. Let's talk about some port stops. Did you get? Did you get off the ship? In uh, you said your first stop was Tortola. Did you get off the ship? Did you do any excursions? We did
2: not do anything in Tortola. We got off, walked around a little bit, had lunch, bought some rum because we could drive it home this time. Right? <laughs> Normally we never buy anything like that because we're always flying. But then we were like, "Well, guess
0: what? We got a car now." <laughs> so. You know, there are some some benefits to driving, I guess. It
2: did actually, yeah. So we did buy probably more on the island and stuff since we knew we didn't have a weight limit. We didn't have, you know,
0: like a breakable limit. You can put things in shopping bags. You don't have to have extra luggage. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, lots of good rum on Tortola.
1: Yes, home of the painkiller, I believe. Rainy, what about you? Did you get off in Tortola?
0: We had been there before and had done the
3: baths excursion, which is absolutely fantastic. Cannot recommend it more. It's just really fantastic, but it's very physical. We had had another cruise in between that we didn't get to Tortola, and then we were excited to try it again this time, but we have um, good varying physical abilities in our sailing party. And I didn't want to do the baths because I didn't think some of the, the members would be able to to do it. So we decided not to do it. We were just going to, first we thought we were going to take a, a cab to a beach and a ferry to a beach. And it got to be So many stops that I got concerned about getting back because things are just so unpredictable these days. So we opted just to walk around, and there's some stuff right around the port, which is fun. When you walk a little bit further, you can you know get to some cafes and such. But one thing we tried that was really cool is we saw people selling fruits on the side of the road, and the fruits looked really familiar. And we bought about a hundred of these little green fruits on the branches for about five bucks. And what it turned out they were, were Spanish limes are so expensive in the United States, so expensive I could never have them in the United States. To get 100 for $5 was like amazing. And it was such a neat treat. So that was the big highlight of Tortola.
1: Wait, so Spanish limes, So you got a hundred of them?
3: Yeah, it was just this, several branches they sold us with a ton of them on each branch.
1: Well, we need to take a quick pause in the action to thank our amazing show sponsor over at My Path Unwinding Travel. We have really come to love all of the agents over at My Path Unwinding Travel who you've heard on this show. So many of their agents have been on the show sharing their great experiences with concierge sailing, adventures by Disney, and just unique sailings across the Disney portfolio. And so have really come to rely on their expertise as we think about our own vacations, questions we've had about sailing concierge for the first time, questions about unique itineraries, and they are just, so knowledgeable, so friendly, so giving of their time. My Path Unwinding has some fabulous Facebook groups out there that you can join around concierge sailing, the Disney Wish, the Disney Treasure, just all kinds of great groups where they answer questions from people who haven't even booked vacations with them. So love, love, love the great experience, expertise, friendliness of My Path Unwinding travel. So if you are thinking about booking your next Disney Cruise Line vacation, maybe been thinking about taking the leap and upgrading to concierge or have been eyeing some special adventures by Disney trip or really just want to benefit from the knowledge and expertise that a great travel expert can provide, highly recommend heading over to mypathunwinding.com slash duo to book your next fabulous vacation. Use that link so they know the DCL Duo sent you. And with that, back to our episode. Okay, so I have to ask the question and you can take the fifth here, but how did you get those back into the US or did you eat them all on board? We did not. We did not. So what we did is we just sat there
3: eating and eating them and they used a different name for it. They used like the name they use there. And so it didn't occur to me that they were Spanish limes. And so we were eating them. And I was like, you know, I don't know how many of these we should eat because I don't really know what we're eating. And so (laughs) we were eating and eating and eating and eating. And it got to the point where we're going back on the ship and we must have thrown about half of them away. And then when I came back and got internet and saw what they were and how much they were, I was like, oh my God, we should have just sat there and eaten (laughs) but it's really neat when you walk kind of out of the pier area into like the little market area they were just selling them and they would give you samples and teach you how to eat them and stuff it was a really neat treat
0: yeah for for listeners generally speaking you are not allowed to bring fresh produce either on or off the ship really at at well in the u.s but even at other ports most of the ports if they find out that you've brought any kind of produce on or off, you can get fined.
1: Yeah, there's always the story of the woman who brought the apple off of her Delta flight, uh, tried to bring it through customs, and uh, learned quickly that it was the most expensive apple that she has ever had. It was
0: like a $500 apple.
1: Yeah.
3: And we've been on a lot of cruises, so we kind of know the rules about that stuff, but yeah, so that's what we knew to throw them away.
1: <laughs> well, what about in uh, St. Thomas? Was it St. Thomas or St. Martin that you stopped at on this one? St. Thomas. Did, did either of you get off and do any excursions there?
2: We did we did a catamaran snorkel and beach break tour and it was gorgeous. I don't snorkel, but my daughter did a little bit and she had a lot of fun. It was just there were two stops. So the first one was a snorkel stop and it was very popular a little snorkel spot. So I don't think they saw much, but she she snorkeled for like five minutes and then there was a kid a kid he was probably twenty um, jumping off the front of the boat. So she said, well, I want to do that instead. So that's what she just kept doing while everybody else was like snorkeling on like the other side of the boat. She and this kid were just taking turns, just jumping off the boat, flipping. Diving. It was it was fun. It, it, it was so beautiful. The captain played music and it was there were, you know, rum punch.
0: Oh, always on a catamaran. If there aren't if there isn't a rum punch, is it really a catamaran? Right. And, a Caribbean? <laughs> <laughs> and you have no idea what's in the rum punch, of course. That's the other part of this is that you if you know what's in the rum punch, it's not really rum punch. <laughs> And then we,
2: the second stop was at this beach and you could tell that there it had been like beach break type of place, like there was like a business there. And one of the people who Megan had made friends with, we were chatting with and he had said, oh, yeah, back in 2016, he had come with his grandma. And there was music and there was all of these lounge chairs and there was a barbecue and it was like this container ship cargo container that had like a like a roof on it. And I guess the last hurricane or two hurricanes, I don't know, has completely wiped it out. Like there are piles of lounge chairs. It's so overgrown there there's no roof there's no there's it and so there was nothing there they 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 anchored and everybody just hung out on the beach and in the water. I mean it was still really beautiful, but you could tell that there was something there before
0: that's so sad that there'd been like a beach club, yeah,
2: yeah, it was like you know like a local i don't know i don't know what like a like local really run business that was going to cater towards cruise
0: excursions. And Rainy, what did you guys get up to on St. Thomas? St. Thomas was my 50th birthday.
3: So that was a special day. We actually went on the Secret Sand Beach excursion, which was just a drive to the beach. And then they had drinks and snacks for us and alcohol. It was beautiful water. The, the people who were hosting it were really nice. They had snorkel stuff that they said, oh, you could rent it. But then they didn't really actually charge you. They just let you give a donation. The water was beautiful. The sand was beautiful. And then on the... The ride back, they took us kind of on a scenic tour and stopped at some overlooks, which were just absolutely stunning. So it was a really, really nice, low-key excursion.
0: Speaking of that day, we hear there was something special that happened in the tube that evening. Why don't you Mm -hmm. tell us about that? I think it was actually the
3: next evening, but they they had... I had a, a wonderful birthday, a really wonderful birthday, and they had an acapella group called Moonshot on there. And my daughter, I guess, ran into them at the pool or something. And she told them about my birthday. And the next night at the tube, had everybody sing to me. And Robin caught it on video. Thank you, Robin. Um, <laughs> but it, it really was just a very special event.
2: I had no idea. I had no idea how it had happened.
3: And it was just really nice. It was, it was cute and it was fun and it made me feel great.
2: I actually saw them get on the ship in St. Thomas because I think they were getting on as we were waiting for our excursion and the 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 lead guy is a runner so my son and his girlfriend actually saw him the next morning and and then the next morning on the running track around the fantasy. So I'm sure they were out and about and Tali, you know, ran into them. I just know it was like, they were introducing a song and I don't even remember what song it was, but it had rain in it. And they said, speaking of rain. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Oh,
0: that's awesome. I love that. It was really neat.
3: That's really fun. I will tell you something, both them and there was a magician. The magician was also very good. And they did a show in the main theater and then they did two shows in the adult, in the tube. And I will say that the two shows in the tube for each of them were the exact same shows. And so that, if, if it were me planning the world, I would say if you have two separate nights of shows, you should have two separate shows. That's just, you know, I don't know if that's a new thing because I don't remember that with past people, it being the same thing each night.
1: I remember a performer joking, you know, the only difference between this show and the main stage show is I can use some raunchy words, you know, or something like that. But I was, (laughs) but I was kind of frustrated because I was like, make the show different. Make it like hold back some jokes. I don't know. (laughs) Make it a little bit more fun.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Don't, don't repeat all your
2: material. Well, and that's what, so with the a cappella group, they, when they were on the night they sang to Rainy, basically said, come back. We're here again tomorrow night. So, we went back tomorrow night. He said the same with the with minus the happy birthday to Rainey. Everything was the same. His opening mind, his opening jokes, his opening introduction and the songs. I was like, why did you tell us to come back? You sang four songs, five songs, and now you're going to sing the same exact songs and have the same same shtick in between each song. Right, we saw that last night.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's a bummer. You would Like, you would think you have enough songs in your repertoire that you could do two different, especially because they're, like you said, they're only like a half hour, 45 minute shows. You're not talking like a three hour musical act that it really would might be hard to, you know, have new stuff. But yeah, if you're only doing five or six songs, you should have enough songs that you can. Do two different I can things.
3: understand during COVID when they were trying to like kind of have people only half fill the, the venues. I could understand that. But now that they would have no restrictions at all, I would hope that they would differentiate in the future.
0: Any, um, oh, so you, so you said there was a magician and there was this, um, acapella group. Were there any other, any other special entertainment beyond obviously the there's the main, the three main stage shows, but anything that we didn't cover as far as entertainment?
3: There was a ventriloquist, and we'd seen him before, and he's very good. Same act, but, you know, you, you get used to that on the cruises.
1: Was it Taylor Mason?
3: It was. Oh, <laughs> love him. He's if been you, on our show. Yeah,
1: If you want to hear the smooth stylings of Taylor Mason, just head back a few show episodes. <laughs> we had him on after our cruise on the fantasy. Yeah, he was uh, he was a lot of fun, actually. No, it
0: was after The Wonder, Brian. It was actually the after Wonder? The Wonder. Yes. Oh, I forgot it, was it was The, the Wonder... Wonder- out of New Orleans. He was oh, that's on that's
1: right. That's just right. on that <laughs> that's yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
0: I remember because he made quite a few jokes about Sully, the service dog who was on the ship with us. So uh, now, friend of the show, Jennifer, and her dog, her service dog, Sully, were
1: on. To be fair, he wasn't making fun of the service dog. he was no, making no. fun of himself through the service
0: Right. Dog. yeah, sorry <laughs> that, thank you thank you. thank you for clarifying that he was making fun of that he was basically saying he was so bored he must be so boring, and that's why the dog was <laughs> asleep so he was sleeping yeah. so yeah yeah he was very good <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah, he's quite funny and he is a really nice um he's a good singing voice and he's actually really quite good at piano as well so.
1: Well, were you able to dock a Castaway Key? Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Maybe, maybe the question for longtime cruisers here: Did you get a cabana?
0: Oh, we
3: never tried either. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) how was Castaway Key? Any available? They were all gone, but like we're we're both platinum, and I know that when we, Robin, did you stay up till midnight? You did, right? Yeah, I know that when I look, I just kind of look for fun. There was like really nothing left.
1: Well, so what did you get up to on Castaway Key? Was it just a regular? beach break kind of day or did you head over to serenity bay at all what'd you get up to
2: we did the 5k when i say we i meant me and my son's girlfriend my son and and my son's girlfriend mom mom we did it ed took the tram all the way to serenity bay and <laughs> just saved us quote unquote seats. there was no saving i mean there it wasn't packed then My daughter stayed on the ship for a little bit because she, you know, just like Tali, she was out to like probably 2.30 in the morning. While when we were ready to leave, now they they docked late. They were supposed to be there at 10. I think all ashore was supposed to be at 10.15 or something like that. And it was more like 10.45. It was really late. And especially since we had a sea day the day before, I I thought, you know, okay, you know, you could get there a little bit faster. I mean... I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what the issues were, but it was they docked and it wasn't weather related because it was beautiful. It rained for like, what, five minutes? And it was nice rain. It was like Seattle rain,
3: like warm tear
2: rain.
0: (laughs) Warm tears. Love that you describe Seattle rain that way.
2: I was standing at the bar for my post 5K pino colava and it was pouring. And I was like, well, okay, great. I haven't sat down yet. And as long as this goes away then I'll be fine. And by the time we got our drinks and started walking towards the beach, it was done. And it was... Wait,
3: it was pouring for you?
2: Yeah, well, we were standing at the bar at Serenity Bay after the 5K. So like, what, 11? See, we were
3: in the water at the family beach and it just, it was like tears. It, it wasn't bad at all. We stayed in the water the whole time. That's hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> that is hilarious.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> micro weather on Castaway Key, apparently. <laughs> like
3: Maryland. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> right. Just wait around. The weather will change in a minute.
2: <laughs> and then entire Serenity Bay was like a foot deep between from the beach all the way out to the to the, you know, to the buoys where they don't let you go any further. And there were no waves like we went out halfway, sat down, had a couple of I mean, we were sitting like and it was only we just sat there.
1: Yeah, that Serenity Bay Beach is in need of some TLC. They keep trying to backfill it, I think with more sand, but then it washes out. And yeah, I I I was out last year and yeah, you could walk like, I don't know, a good 100 yards offshore <laughs> almost. Yeah, and the and the photographers were out there just taking photos of people and yeah, it was not deep at all. So, yeah, that beach is uh not in great shape, I don't think. Uh, so, yeah, it's
0: just eroded a ton they Yeah, well, it's a
1: storm. It was the hurricane yeah. that hit a couple yeah. years ago now that really did it in. so that's that's a tough one. That's a tough one. My
0: neighbor who likes to snorkel was
2: disappointed because she couldn't I mean you could look you could walk and you didn't you couldn't snorkel, but then it's such a juxtaposition because then the next week, when I was on the next cruise, it was really choppy, and it was probably the deepest I've ever seen it. It was crazy. It was like the pole, like a 180-degree turn from, from the the one on the Fantasy.
0: Yeah, well, the, I will say the snorkeling, I think Serenity Bay is probably the worst location for snorkeling on Castawake. I think really, well, frankly, the, the best place for snorkeling is that, that little roped-off snorkeling lagoon place that they've got on the Family Beach. That's definitely... Cause it's, it's deeper. There's more fish around there. Yeah. I think even, even when you get to like family beach Two, like there's not really anything to see.
1: We can't skip a trip report without talking about food. So (laughs) (laughs) how was the food on board? and uh did you do any adult dining
3: i have to be honest so we had the the new palo the the seated palo for the first time in april because it was the first time that my my youngest was old enough to do all the adult stuff and it's a lot of food it's it's a nice experience I don't know that I would pay for it if I wasn't platinum. You know, that's one of the included perks. I loved the buffet. It does not look like it's coming back. I don't know that I would go out of my way to get it if it it wasn't something that was complimentary. Because there's a lot of really great food on the ship. And while that is really good food and there's a lot of it and the service is really good, I just don't know that I would have a two-hour meal when there's so much other stuff to do.
1: I don't think I could give up the chicken parm and the lasagna.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm. I, well, I've never been. I've never been that big on the buffet part. I've always liked the, the plated dishes better. So maybe that's where we differ.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with everything that Rainey said. Our um our server actually said that they're not going to bring the buffet back because the company has decided that they like they want to encourage the more you know cast member guest experience, the more one on one recommendation. That you get as a server instead of them just pointing out things on a buffet, the more attentive one-on-one experience for Palo guests is what is the way he explained it to us.
0: Yeah, I'm going to call BS on that. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's a cost-saving measure. <laughs> yeah. it's they, they don't have caviar out anymore. They don't have a bunch of, you know, there's like the the high-end food kind of disappeared a little bit. And then it's less that they have to make and less overall food waste. It is a cost-saving right, waste. measure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, That was some entirely. of the draw
3: was you could try all these amazing samples. And so that was a really neat experience. And I wish they would bring it back.
0: I, w- I wish that they would... Or, or that they would at least make all of those things available on the menu that you could order them. You know, or order a little sampler like that. I feel because I know that's kind of what the antipasto is supposed to be, but I kind of feel weird one ordering both the meat and the cheese antipasti, but maybe I will sometime.
1: <laughs> you mean the meat and the seafood, the meat and the Sorry, seafood. Sorry,
0: both the meat and the seafood. Yes, that's what I meant. But also like there are some things like the arancini not on there. The, um, you know, the caviar is not on there. The, you know, they, there's not as big a variety of things on even those plates as there used to be on the buffet. So I, I wouldn't mind not, them not bringing back the buffet, but I I would like to see a few of those other items kind of return. That's a good idea.
2: For me, as a vegetarian, I didn't want the meat on my, the pasta, you know, the meat and cheese one. I just wanted the cheese. I would have had more vegetables. Like if I was picking it myself from a buffet, I would have picked a couple pieces of cheese and a couple pieces of the roasted vegetables and the olives and stuff. But when, you know, of course, I ordered it and I said, you know, I don't want the meat. I just, can I just have the cheese? It was this Heaping pile of Parmesan. And I was like, this is really great, but I can't eat all of this cheese. <laughs> and there were no vegetables. Like the antipasti plate, the way they had it laid out, if you got it, if you got it, the Way it was off the menu, it had a couple of olives, it had some roasted bell peppers, it had some roasted garlic, and mine was just cheese and a couple microgreens. And I was like, oh <laughs> gosh, this is not what. It is.
1: And how was, uh, so how was main dining food? Was it uh, what you remembered it being or better, worse?
3: This, so we always have some servers on each ship that we request and we have, and we're very used to them. And I had contacted all of them on Facebook before the ship, before the cruise, and they were all in different places. They were on the Wish or they were on the Magic or whatever that some were still at home. And I told my family, I said, you know, I, I didn't request anybody. So we're going in completely new. We don't know. We wound up with the most lovely servers and of course my family is like a little energetic and they got up and danced with them and had cheers for them and so it was a little bit of a production but they were so fantastic and they they brought us anything and my my daughter had gone to the apple strudel anybody can cook and really wanted that the last night and they brought out the chef who makes it the pastry chef it was just really i would say absolutely top notch service and the food was delicious
0: Oh awesome I love hearing stories like that What about you Robin, I thought it was.
2: I mean, I it was just as I remembered. It was. It's. It's a little bit more difficult for me because I'm. I don't eat meat, so I'm. You know, the the two vegetarian things. Some of them are like the exact same thing that I've eaten for the past ten years, and <laughs> and, it, and I just roll my eyes and I'm like, can you please get any more creative with this? And there was one night where I didn't have anything. I I ha- I, I mean, I didn't have any of the mains. So I ordered two salads instead. And they look at me like, "What do you mean two salads?" I'm like, we "Really? All I just is a salad because I don't want to eat this mushroom thing you've concocted that I've had the same. Yeah, I don't like mushrooms anyway, but it's been the same on the menu 2011, and I just am not. You know, there were definitely there were definitely things that my husband, who eats all kinds of meat, that he really enjoyed. There were things that he, you know, thought were. I think the steak. Must have gotten a steak at Palo and on one of the nights they had steak. And he said the main dining room was better than the Palo brunch steak. I can't think off the top of my head if there was anything. Oh, there was one thing that none of them really liked. And that was the oysters. Oh, the oysters and, um, Rockefeller. Yeah. Yes. Like none of them. I think five people ordered them at our table of eight. And none of them finished them. They took all took one bite and said, "No, thank you."
1: Which is funny because they were on the fan favorites menu on the Wish uh, when they did the when they did the fleet oh, the wide favorites uh, yeah. menu on the inaugural. They were on there as one of the. They had a special
0: yeah. menu on the last night of the maiden that was basically yeah fleet wide favorites, and of course, so truffle persets were on there. And uh, Ah,
1: Tuna Tower was on there, I'm pretty uh, sure. Yeah,
0: yeah, so it was sort of a lot of, and yeah, you're right, Brian. That was the Rockefeller World. I know it was because
1: I had them. I had the Oysters Rockefeller and the Truffle Pursets.
0: They used to have a vegetarian moussaka,
3: which was the best moussaka I've ever had in my life. And then I never saw it again. Completely disappeared.
1: Disney is sort of damned if they do, damned if they don't, right? If they change the menu, then they'll take something away and there'll be all of this uproar in the community about, I can't believe they took that food item away. I want it back. But I agree. I mean, it's nice to change up the menus. And it was one of the reasons we so looked forward to trying out the uh, trying out the wish, was getting a chance to experience some uh, some different food, so. All right. So, Sam, I think we're ready to hand it off to you for some arbitrary questions, even more arbitrary rulemaking or a segment we call. Rapid fire. So take it away. That's right.
0: Thank you. Okay. So, you guys, it's been like a minute since we had you on the show. So, we're going to do rapid fire and we're going to do our traditional rapid fire. So, I'm going to ask you a couple of your Disney favorites general and then I'm going to ask you your Disney cruise line favorites. Cause, like I said, it's been a while. Your favorites may have changed. So, let's start with who is your favorite Disney or Pixar character? Robin, let's start with you. Belle or Winnie the Pooh. Oh. Those are both good ones. All right, Rainy.
3: Always Dr. Facilier or Jiminy Cricket.
0: (laughs) That doesn't change. It doesn't (laughs) change. That's okay. That's okay. I actually could have answered that one for her. (laughs) I could have answered
3: yours.
1: (laughs) You've got to love the lounge on the Wonder then.
3: I haven't been. Oh, they have a yeah, doctor yeah, Facilier. Yeah, yeah,
1: it yeah. is
0: totally the the French Quarter Lounge is what Ryan's talking about. You'll love Tiana's Tiana's place also, but the French Quarter Lounge you're going to love. It's a goal. Okay, <laughs> movie favorite Disney or Pixar movie? Let's start with Rainy this time. Princess and the Frog. Yeah, obviously.
3: But I'm loving zombies also.
0: Oh, oh, zombies! The the live action Disney Channel. Well, love I guess they're it. not Disney Channel anymore, are they? Again, I don't know. Robin what about you? Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> nice. All right. Song. Robin, let's start with you.
2: I kind of really go back to um I can see the light from Tangled or Reflection from Mulan. I just like the Oh, that's a good one too. You like the balance. Yeah, the message behind that one. I mean, I could
0: name you like 10 of them. <laughs> <laughs> We don't have time for that. This is rapid. Fire. <laughs> <laughs> rapid. All right, Rainy, favorite song. Uh,
3: well, I always play "Almost There" from *Princess and the Frog* for my students, but we have a change. Uh, "Exceptional Zed" from *Zombies 3 is such an amazing song. I don't want to spoil the this, this show, but it's such an amazing song.
0: Okay, I'm gonna have to listen to it because I don't know. I don't know any of the zombies movies. I'm gonna just disclose that to you right now. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go listen to that. Okay, exceptional Zed. We're going to do, what is your favorite Disney Cruise Line stage show? Rainy, let's start with you. I like the old Aladdin
2: quite a bit. All right. Yeah. Robin? don't really have one because I haven't seen a stage show in probably the last three or four (laughs) cruises.
0: All right. Fair enough. All right. What is your favorite bar space on board any of the ships? We're going to start with Rainy on this one because Robin's might be on the wish and I don't know.
3: I am a fan of the adult pool seated area. We make friends with the servers and we just get round after round.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I love it. Awesome. All right, Robin, what's your favorite bar? So
2: on the fantasy, it's Currents above the adult bar because the 2019 cruise was Claudia at that bar. She was our friend. Yes. (laughs) And I was so hoping I could see her this time. But the I think it's O'Gill's is actually is my favorite.
0: Oh, okay. Nice. All right. Favorite onboard activity. And again, this could be on any of the ships. Robin, let's start with you.
2: Just sitting and watching the water go by. I like to sit in the adult pool with my family. It's it's
3: just something we always do. And it's kind of traditional. And we just it's it's like the thing I look forward to each
0: day. Favorite space on the ship. All right, Rainey, let's start with you.
3: Absolutely. The rainforest.
0: Oh, yeah. Robin? I'm gonna go back to
2: O'Gills. I guess I love the just the the dark wood. We're such Anglophiles that that kind of stuff we love. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're you're talking to two of them, Brian and I. We love we're all about all the all the British stuff. All right, favorite rotational dining, Robin. We're throwing this to you.
2: Oh, then any ship, then it would be Tiana's place.
0: Yeah. Pangs of jealousy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rainy. The favorite, this has to be your favorite one that you've actually been to. So you can't pick, t- you cannot pick. T- I, t- can't, this place. I can't.
3: So I know on the last one, I picked Animator's Palette, but we have had a switch to Royal Court.
0: Oh. We okay. like the elegance
3: and we like the porthole view. We always get a porthole view. So we really like you.
0: that. I think you're going to love 1923 then. So <laughs> that's what I'm, I'm betting on that. Okay. Favorite. Ship in the DCL fleet that you've been on. All right, Rainy, you're up first. I love the fantasy,
3: and I, it's funny because I used to when when the fantasy and the dream came out, and there were the people who were diehard magic and wonder. We're like, oh, how could you be that way? You know, with the new ships and all the new features. And I kind of understand it now that there's another new ship that I haven't been on. That I kind of just I feel at home on the fantasy.
0: Yeah, I hear you, Robin. What about you? I'm gonna say the fantasy as well.
1: Oh wow, nice. So I am fascinated for our our bonus show. So for listeners out there, this show will be followed by a bonus show about The Wish. And notably, Robin, who has sailed on The Wish, has not mentioned a single thing as a favorite out of The Wish. So this is going to be fascinating. Fascinating.
0: I was Same uh, same surprise from me, Brian. Okay, so my last question of rapid fire is, what is your bucket list cruise? You can sail anywhere in the world that's a real place, so in in the world, (laughs) on Disney Cruise Line. No cruises to Narnia. (laughs) Right. no No cruises to space. So anywhere in the world, DCL and DCL doesn't have to even currently sail there. Where would you go to? Robin? The Mediterranean.
3: Good choice. My plan is to take the transatlantic over to London, meet my sister and then have her take the transatlantic
0: with me back. I love it. Back-to-back transatlantic, or I guess maybe not back-to-back, spend some time in London in between. (laughs) Not a couple months, but you know, like it's a fantasy, right? It's a fantasy. Yeah, it's a fantasy. (laughs) I love it. All right. On the fantasy, I guess you'd probably hope for too. (laughs) I
3: think I'd probably want it on the wonder, to be honest, because I am desperate to be on the wonder.
0: (laughs) Nice. Well, thanks for playing, you guys. Uh, Either you both win or you both lose. So we'll just call it a tie. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs)
1: Thank you to both of you for coming on the show to share your fabulous cruise aboard the Disney Fantasy. We love having you on, so we can't wait to talk to you again. What's next? Who has the next cruise planned?
3: I have one planned, but I'm not sure, you know, if it's going to actually happen as is, Um, you know, we kind of have a new schedule with my son being in school and it's hard to find one that matches his schedule. So we're, we're, we have one booked, but we're up in there. So we'll keep you informed about that.
2: All right. What about you, Robin? We do not have one booked. We did do the placeholder. We do not have one. I haven't even looked beyond anything. Part of the deal to get my son's girlfriend and her mom on these two cruises, because they went on the wish with us, was that we would do what they wanted to do next summer, which is on another cruise line. And that's what we're going to do. Uh-oh.
1: Well, okay. we definitely want to have you back to hear the compare and contrast <laughs> to be given your expertise here in Disney Cruise Line. So are you willing to say which cruise line it's on?
2: Sure. It's a, it's a Carnival Mardi Gras.
1: Oh, that's supposed oh, to be a fabulous ship. Yeah. That's supposed to be a they, fabulous. They ship.
2: cruised it last summer and they fell in love with it. And this was the fantasy was their first time on Disney cruise line and she when she walked into the lobby, she was like, It's so tiny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's true. In comparison to those other ships, yes, it's it is tiny. And they are the ones with the roller coaster. That's the one with the the roller coaster at yeah. sea. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you both again for coming on and sharing the experience. We really, really appreciate it.
0: Thank you for having us. We love
2: this. We anytime.
1: As always, thank you so much out there for listening to our show this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast. You can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. Please also head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us those five-star reviews. And if you leave us a written review, we will read it on the air in our main show each and every week. We love connecting with you, our listeners and hearing your feedback. So head over there, leave us a review. If you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show, please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at DCL Duo. You can also connect with our show via our voicemail, line if you'd like to send us a question a comment or otherwise have us address your feedback on the air then just leave us a message at 402-413-5590 that's 402-413-5590 if you'd like even more great content from the dcl duo you can always browse to youtube.com slash dcl duo for our vlog If you'd like to help support the show, you can always browse to patreon.com slash DCLDUO and choose from one of our monthly support tiers. We really do appreciate each and every one of our Patreons out there for making this show happen each and every month. We also really appreciate our amazing show sponsor, My Path Unwinding Travel. So if you're looking to book your next fabulous Disney vacation, head over to www.mypathunwinding.com slash DCLDUO to book your next fabulous vacation. Use that link so they know the DCL Duo sent you. The DCL Duo podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. Views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of Disney Cruise Line or the Disney Company. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL Duo. Good night.